to revitalize the everyday audio bible with me your host Phoebe Vincent. Today we'll be reading from Genesis 37, Psalm 36 and Mark 8. So um, yesterday I shared just a short word of exhortation and encouragement about the impact of unforgiveness through our bloodline um, and how unforgiveness can be passed on through many generations in the same way that goodness and mercy and blessings can also um, be passed on from generation to generation. Today I want to talk to you about what to do when you face opposition when walking in your calling and your purpose and how to deal with the timeline of the dream and fulfilment. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for giving me life and a passion to preach and to teach. Thank you for giving me the ability to read. Holy Spirit, move through me as I um, share your your word, your prophetic word. Help me to be obedient, calm, confident and humble in this sharing and um, teaching. Thank you for your love towards me and your kindness towards me. Lord Jesus, you are my hope and my salvation. I give you glory. Genesis 37. This is the Amplified Bible. Joseph's dream. So Jacob, Israel, lived in the land where his father Isaac had been a stranger, sojourner, resident, an alien. In the land of Canaan, these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, when he was 17 years old, was shepherding the flock with his brothers Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher. The boy with the sons, the boy was the sons of, with the sons of Bilhar and Zilpah, his father's secondary wives. And Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel, Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a distinctive, multicolored tunic. His brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than all of his brothers. So they hated him and could not find it within themselves to speak to him on friendly terms. And now Joseph had dreamed a dream. He told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. He said to them, please listen to the details of this dream which I have dreamed. We brothers were binding sheaves of grain, stalks in the field, and lo, my sheaf suddenly got up and stood upright and remained standing and behold, your sheaves stood all around my sheath and bowed down in respect. His brother said to him, are you actually going to reign over us? Are you really going to rule and govern us as your subjects? So they hated him even more for telling them about his dreams and for his arrogant words. But Joseph dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers as well. He said, see here, I have again dreamed a dream and lo, this time I saw 11 stars and the sun and the moon bowed down in respect to me. He told it to his father as well as to his brothers, but his father rebuked him and said to him in disbelief, what, what's the meaning of this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow down to the ground in respect before you? Joseph's brothers were envious and jealous of him, but his father kept the words of Joseph in mind, wondering about their meaning. Then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. Israel, Jacob said to Joseph, are you not your bro- are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come and I will send you to them, he said. Here, I am ready to obey you. 
Then Jacob said to him, Please go and see whether everything is all right with your brothers and all right with the flock. Then bring word back to me. And so he sent him from the Hebron Valley and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found Joseph and saw that he was wandering and had lost his way in the field. And so the man asked him, What are you looking for? He says, I'm looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing our flocks. Then the man said, They were here, but they have moved on from this place. I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And so Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. The plot against Joseph. And when they saw him from a distance, even before he came close to them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, Look, here comes this dreamer. And now then, Come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits, cisterns, underground water, and underground water storage. And then we will say to our father, a wild animal killed and devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Now Reuben, the eldest, heard this and rescued him from their hands and said, let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, do not shed his blood, but instead throw him alive into the pit that is, here in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him to kill him. He said this so, that he could rescue him from them and return him safely to his father. Now when Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped him of his tunic, the distinctive multicoloured tunic he was wearing, when they took him and threw him into the pit. Now the pit was empty and there was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat their meal, and when they looked up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, east of Jordan, with their camels, bringing ladanum, resin for perfume, and balm and myrrh, going on their way to carry the cargo down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What do we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood, his murder? Come, let us instead sell him to these Ishmaelites and Midianites, and not lay our hands on him. Because he is our brother and our flesh, and so his brothers listened to him and agreed. Then, as the Midianites, the Ishmaelite traders, were passing by, the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit, and they sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. And so they took Joseph as a captive into Egypt. Now Reuben, unaware of what had happened, returned to the pit, and to his great alarm he found that Joseph was not in the pit. So he tore his clothes in deep sorrow. He rejoined his brothers and said, The boy is not here, and as for me, where shall I go to hide from my father? Then they took Joseph's tunic, slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the tunic in the blood. And they brought the multicolored tunic to their father, saying, We have found this. Please examine it and decide whether or not it is your son's tunic. He recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn in pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes in grief, put on sackcloth, and mourned many days for his son. Then all his sons and daughters attempted to console him, but he refused to be comforted. I will go down to Sheol, the place of the dead, in mourning for my son. And his father wept for him. Meanwhile in Egypt, the Midianites sold Joseph as a slave to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, and the captain of the royal guard. This is the word of the Lord. Yeah, so um, it's really important that we understand a few things when we're reading the word of God. First of all, 
Um, it was not written in this time period. It was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago, obviously before Christ, so well over 2,000 years ago. It was written to a group of people by a group of people, but completely inspired by the Holy Spirit from the book of Genesis right to the book of Revelation. And today we'll be focusing just on Genesis 37. Now, there are lots of parallels between um, Joseph and Christ. Joseph was rejected by his brothers and his peers. Jesus was rejected by his brothers and his peers. Jesus was um, betrayed for money. Joseph was sold into slavery. Jesus was raised up as um, saviour because he died and rose again. Joseph rose to um, in status by becoming the um, prime minister um, and ruler over many things and actually able to bring great um, provision and a type of salvation to his family. Jesus Christ is the Lord of all um, Lords, King of all kings and has brought salvation to all of us through his death. Today we'll be focusing on um, how to deal with the timeline between the, the dream and the fulfillment of the dream. Now we will go on to look at Genesis 38 next week and we will find out exactly what happens to Joseph but I'd like to encourage you in three things. Some is from experience and some is really what the Lord has laid on my heart this morning um, and this afternoon to share with you as a way of encouraging you. The first thing is that dreams that prosper you and benefit others always come from God. And when I say prospering you, I'm not talking about financial um, remuneration or fame. I'm talking about the Lord putting you into the place where you will be able to function fully in the role that he has called you to be in. So the Lord prospers and the Lord reveals through dreams. Our responsibility is to remain humble. And this is something that I've struggled with incredibly. And I've looked at the life of Joseph and I always said to myself, what on earth did Joseph do wrong? Joseph was 17 years old. And in his excitement and in his zeal, he went to share his dreams with his brothers. And I believe that he understood the dynamics of the family that he came from. He was a child of the favored wife. And because of how Jacob loved Rachel, Joseph, because she, he was a son of Rachel, was just by default Jacob's favorite. In the same way, Jacob was his mother's favorite. So I'm sure Jacob understood the dynamics within the family. That's not recorded, but I'm a mother, I'm a sibling, and I believe that Jacob and Joseph understood the dynamics in the family. They were already, he was already despised by his brothers because of the rift between Leah and Rachel. They had to barter and bargain using mandrakes to decide who would sleep with Jacob and who would have him for the night. And this has become the seed that has produced this hatred between the brothers. So, um, bearing that in mind, Joseph could have been much more sensitive about sharing his future prosperity and success with the very people that he knew despised him. And so I believe Jacob tried to um, make the situation better by asking Joseph to go out into the field and just to check on his brothers to try and, you know, build, rebuild the bridge between them. But the Bible says, and Jesus said that, that murder begins in the heart. And if we study the interactions between the Joseph's brothers and um, before Joseph arrives, they're actually plotting to kill him. And they didn't decide at that point in time they wanted to kill him. 
they probably hated Joseph from the moment he was born because of the way Rachel and Leah had interacted from a very young age, both fighting over the same man, because their father used those girls to cheat and mistreat Jacob. If you remember, a few chapters back, Jacob worked 14 years for Rachel. He was given Leah. That is not the woman that he wanted. He wanted Rachel. He was given Leah, had to work an additional seven years for Rachel, then ended up leaving with um, handmaids and many, many children. Rachel was barren. She was then able to conceive. And this, these two sons, Joseph being one of them, have become Jacob's favourite. That's the backstory. Now, my encouragement to you is that from the point that you're giving the dream until the completion of the timeline to the fulfilment of that dream, I encourage you and I implore you to seek God. And what I mean by that is don't be discouraged from sharing, but it's much better to share with humility than with arrogance. And I'm not saying this to be condescending. I'm saying this because I've experienced both. I have shared dreams and you know they've been completely shattered and I have to deal with the shame of sharing too quickly. I have not shared dreams and then walked in fear that God um, hadn't spoken to me. And I've also been in a position where God has revealed a dream. My family and I have began to pray into it and we've seen the fulfillment of some of the dreams that we had many, many years ago. And out of those three scenarios, I would definitely say the most Christ-like is when you're walking in humility and grace and being led by the Holy Spirit. So God will give you dreams and it's a gift and an honour and a privilege to have the Holy Spirit speak to you through dreams. But in that waiting period, I'd encourage you um, to journal, to um, ask Holy Spirit for guidance, for um, for strength and for grace, to wait, um, ask the Lord to give you patience, um, ask the Lord to show you if you are um, leaning towards arrogance and superiority. And then when the fulfillment comes and you are able to celebrate, that is not our opportunity to lord it over others is actually an opportunity to give glory back to God who actually instigated and authored the dream in the first place. So those are my three points of encouragement to you. God will give you the dream. Walk in patience and humility and in the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And then when the fulfillment comes, give the glory back to the author of the dream, which is the Lord himself. Now we will continue to look at Psalm 36 and Mark 8. But I want to encourage you that as sure as the Lord gives dreams, there will be opposition. And the only way to deal with opposition is through prayer. I cannot list to you right now the things that have been said to me in the past 35 years, 30 years, one last year, within the last week, within the last 24 hours. But I will say to you that as long as you have faith, you will surely have opposition. And my encouragement to you is that it's not the Lord opposing you because you're in the Lord. It's the enemy of the Lord, the accuser of the Lord's children who would seek to discourage you through loved ones, through advertising, through friends, through colleagues, through um, depression, through misleading thoughts, through deception, through lies. But the Lord himself will not oppose you if you were walking in his will. So I'd encourage you to test the things that you dream about Ask the Lord to reveal to you which is his will, which is not his will. And as you walk through those steps, dream, patience and grace, fulfillment, 
releasing that glory to God, giving that glory back to God, I can um, assure you that the Lord will not, he will not come short on his promises. He will not allow his word to return to him void. We want to be like Joseph when he was in his 30s, established, humbled and weathered by hardship. Not like Joseph at 17, arrogant, um, naive, zeal with no wisdom. And so my encouragement to you today is as you read the word of God, ask him to help you to deal gracefully with opposition because it will surely come. But the Lord is your defender and he will stand with you as you walk in obedience to um, your purpose and your mission that he has called you to do. Let's pray. Father, you are my God and my King. And I want to thank you for the dreams that you have given to me, the ones that are being fulfilled now, the ones that have been fulfilled and the dreams that we have yet to enjoy. Help me to walk in humility and grace and patience and to give you the glory when those dreams are fulfilled and even to give you glory now that you would choose me um, and share your um, vision for me with me. I'm humbled by your love and your revelation. Thank you for allowing me to share this word today. Stir it up in the hearts of believers and unbelievers who seek to follow you because you're good to all those who call on you, but the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So anybody listening now who is not yet following you, I pray that they would come to you and that you would reveal yourself to them in dreams and that they would truly know that you have spoken to them today and always. Father, thank you for the measure of faith I have. Thank you for the the love that you have blessed me with. Help me to live a life worthy of my calling. I am nothing without you, Jesus. And I thank you that I am able and I am alive at this time to do your work. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. 
It's the best decision that you'll ever make. And um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online. Read your Bible every single day. Listen to music that glorifies God. Surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. And just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued. And you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye.